Yes, testing. Put a thumbs up. If you got me, that up, up, up. Everybody, we here. We thumbs on up. We're on the air and we're ready to go. And welcome to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live on a Tuesday edition with my co-host Francis Larkin and LaDonna Sherwood. Tonight we've got a special guest, a special, very special guest. So let's get with it. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redfield, and my co-host, LaDonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Well, hello, everybody. Hey, Dan, how you like that? All right. Hey, Tony, All you right. told me. Hey, uh, what's up with that? It's fabulous. Somebody, Mike is popping. Popping, popping, popping. That's it. Okay. All right. There we go. Well, I'm um, glad to have you, uh, everyone here. And tonight we've got a super special guest. Um, um, she's, the, she's the candidate for mayor of Beaumont, Texas. Tonight we have Mrs. Begata Hernandez Smith. Hello, B. Hello, Tony. We How want, are you? We're great. We want to know and we want the city to know who is Begata Hernandez. Begita. Begita Hernandez Smith. That's yes. it. That's it That's again. Begita Hernandez Smith. Yeah, she's yes, or you with people's names, you know that. <laughs> yeah, or you can say it with the Spanish accent, Bigita Hernandez. Bigita. Now, I, I might can say that better. Bigita. <laughs> <laughs> Bigita. Okay, good, good. Yes. So, uh, LaDonna, it's your turn. I am super excited. Give me my little banner. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live is a platform where we reach out to the African-American community with valuable educational information for education, finance, politics, and business. And we pride ourselves on keeping our hands and our hearts in the streets, honey. We make sure that we have our hand on the pulse of the community and we keep you abreast of activities in and around the Golden Triangle area. We are super excited about my girl, Begita Hernandez-Smith, baby, because she is coming to Beaumont to bring it. And tonight we're going to find out a little bit about her. We're going to dig deep because y'all know me. And between me and Francis, we're going to question her down. <laughs> I already told her we're going to have to dive deep in here because we want, we want Beaumont uh, Bama, Texas, to know who's Begita uh, Hernandez Smith is, and she is running for mayor of Beaumont, Texas. That's right, right guys. All right, that's right. All right, so let's hear from Begita. Tony, I think you want to unmute my mic. Yes. Awesome. Okay. No, no, you there? You just yes, we can we hear. Can. Yes. Okay. So hello everyone, as, as I have been introduced so kindly, my name is Begita Hernandez-Smith. 
I am one of the mayoral candidates for uh, running for mayor for uh, Beaumont, Texas, 2021. Very, very excited. Um, very excited to bring forth new vision, innovation, some change, some leveling up, uh, engaging our youth, and doing a lot of things that I think the city can need right now in this time of shift in our world. I mean, our world is shifting, right? Our country is shifting to a really great positive. Um, we have a lot of servant leaders around our country stepping up into politics. And I pride myself on being one of those. So very humble and very humbly accept this, this uh, position. And I am here to work and grind and be in the trenches to get Beaumont to the next level. Francis, like to chime in there? Of course. It's um we again it's so 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 very good to have you. I love to see that you know you're shaking things up here in Beaumont and you're you know adding a little spice to it because we have been on a reoccurring uh stagnant um here over the past couple of years since I have been in the area and I've had my my fingers on the pulse. I would like to know um, with all the pressures, with kind of like the state where Bowman is currently in, how would you come in as mayor if elected? How would you um, deal with that? Because I mean, we're so used to the same thing. I'm sure you're going to be changing things up. You've got some more, I heard you say innovative. I heard you say youth and, and, and engaging the community in different ways. You know, in Southeast Texas, we are one of those places where we're we're peculiar. Like we're used to the same thing. Most people in this area, we're used to the same thing and sometimes and often are comfortable. So when you come in and you're implementing these changes, how are you going to bridge that? How are you going to come in and put kind of like bridge those two with the, the old and the new? Because, you know, you got to ease us in a little bit. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. B, if you if I think you got a little pop, you got a little popping in your mic. Is that because you're holding it? How's that? Wait a second. Maybe. Is that okay? Is that okay. Better? That's better. Much better. Okay, great. Oh, here we go again. So you don't hear You don't hear any pop because I hear pop from you, but I'm gonna. So when I speak, okay, okay go ahead. Um, thank you for that question. And yes, you, you are right. There has been many opportunities that I have taken um, coming into a situation. So within my career, coming into a situation where things have been done the same way for a long time. And so what's not, what you cannot as a leader is try to invoke change drastically. First of all, it's important that you get buy-in from the community or the people that you serve. And the first part of getting buy-in is to understand and be a sounding board to what they need and what their interests and concerns are. You know, when I had my press conference three weeks ago to announce, um, the media asked me, you know, what will you do in your first 30 days of, of being a mayor? should you be elected? And my answer was, the work doesn't start when I'm elected. The work starts now, right? The work has been. So in the work that I do as a workforce development professional, economic development professional, I have been sowing the seed already here to be able to do the work. And quite frankly, 
the things that I talk about in terms of being able to uplift the city and bringing the city to a new level are things that um, I will continue to do even if I'm not elected. Let, now, let, the, me, the let, me, is to be elected. let me interrupt you. Be, 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 let me interrupt you right quick. Uh, I want you to, we're going to flip, we're going to flip the, I'm going to ask you to log out and log back in completely because you've got a bad, bad sound right now. So log out and re-log back in, please. Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. You there? I guess she's logged out. Well, yeah. Yeah. So we we're, You're we're muted, Ladonna. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, I think she's muted, but I I mean, I, I think she's logging out and logged back in. But what right. I wanted to say was we want to be sure that the audience can hear this because this is really important about our future and about, right. you know, people right. that are coming in and wanting to make change. And I, I, I'm all with the logging out and logging back in because I was like, baby, I can't hear nothing. Because right. <laughs> it was you know, getting real good. When we can't hear, we be getting up to I'm the close. I been close, but you can't see me. But she was sounding very, very good. I, I, I love it. Yeah. So wait. I, uh, look, you know how we get. I was trying not to do it. I said, "Boy, people be saying you and Francis be getting close to the screen. Like that's gonna make it better. It get good. It get real good. Right. When I get close, I'm trying to see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping to have her back in just a moment. Just a moment. Yes. I hope she can. I hope she can. Yeah. Um, but I am excited uh, about what her answer was. You know, she was like, you know, the transition starts now, not when yeah. I become elected, but that's important. Those focus groups and that buy-in from the community and starting with the grassroots and holding meetings and talking to the town, that's how you find out what the people want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that she's been making traction here for um quite some quite quite for quite some time and um I met Brigitte um uh, first um she was doing a seminar for young professionals in Southeast Texas and this was and I do mean some years ago. Um so you know even then I was thoroughly impressed uh with her presence and um the way she her vision and how she saw things. So um, was super excited to hear of her candidacy and um, that she was um, interested in, you know, helping lead our community right. and our city. So very excited to hear POV. Right. I hope she can. Um, I hope she can get back on here shortly in the interim of that. Do we have any updates from Georgia? <laughs> can we get a, a Georgia update, Tony? <laughs> I'm not I'm not into it, but uh we're going to have uh we can talk about the shows that's coming up. Uh Francis okay. is gonna uh, Francis, tell us who's our guest gonna be next um, coming. Well, I actually reached out to Miss Portia Perez. Um she I know with the everything on the rise with COVID, she has an extremely good product. It's an elderberry syrup that she actually makes. Um, she has been featured in the Bowman Enterprise and also on a lot of panels. And I have heard very good things about her. And I'm I'm also a um I also use her product and I have pretty much been COVID free. 
<laughs> I need to check the antibodies though, okay? But for the most part, COVID free. So. Let me tell you, those antibodies will send you into a tailspin. But anyway. Ooh. Okay, I guess our guest is back. Brigitte, hey. you hear us? Hi. Okay, yeah, great. Much better. Much better? better. I used to do yes. phones. I yes. mean, okay, much I better. Try all types of stuff with yes. All right. <laughs> now we're back on track again. Again, okay. I'm people trying to get my lighting better, but okay, okay. that's fine. That's fine. Your You're lighting fine. is good as long as we can hear you. Right, okay. right. We we want to hear you very good. Okay, now people, if you're watching and you're listening, or you're just getting back with us, or you're just not turning in, we're talking to Begita Hernandez Smith. She's a candidate for mayor of Beaumont, Texas, uh, and uh, in the May election uh, of this year, 2021. And we want to know, and not only we want to know, we want to get to know who is Begita Hernandez-Smith. Uh -huh. And this is why we invited her here and gonna invite her back again. Uh, and we, we just want to spread the news. Let's go with it. Okay, now let's go back to that question. Uh, let's go back to your question, uh, Francis, and okay. so that we can refresh the show. Go. Okay. Uh, Brigitte, do you need me to? Um, no, I have it. I have okay. it. You think that I could just take it from here? Yeah. Okay, sure. All right. But we, we, we need to know, but actually, we okay. need to know the question again. That's that's just that, give okay, me a short version of the question. Again, I'll definitely ahead. pose the question again. Okay, great. Um, since we've had a consistency, like a stagnant leadership here, and uh, what, how are you planning on coming in and implementing some of those innovative? Um, I heard you say use engaged, um, just different points of views that you have found that are important to members in the community. How are you going to come in and kind of bridge that mindset of, you know, just the, and just the consistency that we've had over these, these, as long as I can remember and being a Beaumontian over these years, what, what is your plan in implementing your new, your new POVs or your new important things? Sure. So what I will say is that I don't look at Beaumont as a stagnant city. Um, necessarily, I don't. I think that there has been a lot of growth. I think there, I think that Beaumont is a city and this area, Southeast Texas, Golden Triangle is blessed in that it has tremendous resources, right? Yes. One being oil and gas and the petrochemical industry has done phenomenal things for the community. But I think we need to build on those things that have already been established. So my, um, my motto in my, in my campaign is big, right? We want to think big. We want to envision big. Um, and that big stand for building building upon what has already been established, inspiring, right, for folks to take the next level, and then growing, right, continuing to grow. I like um, that. I like that. Can you give yeah, me a little time? Big, big, build, inspire, grow, big. So, you know, the whole idea is we're thinking big, we're envisioning big, we're expecting big results. Let's okay. go big, right? Um and what I was saying before is that as a leader, it's important, you can't just come in and try to just switch up everything because it's not gonna be received well. Right. right? And what's important is that you get an understanding and you get the community's buy-in. You get the people that you serve's buy-in. So while I have these ideas, right, I wanna be able to share them on a level where the community understands how that impacts their daily life. And okay. I think that, so once, an, uh, uh, once a resident 
understands that through certain policies, through certain change, through certain building, inspiring, and growing, your life is able to change in certain areas. The community is now with you. And these changes that I speak about are not instant changes. These are changes that are going to take some time. But what I do um, believe that I bring to the table is that the, the, the vision to have such change, the vision to have such growth. So yeah, it doesn't, it never bodes well to come into any environment where people have done things a certain way and just try to disrupt that change. It has to be done gingerly. It has to be done with the people in mind and with people, people's buy-in. They want to know that they're included in those decisions. Right. And I like that you originally, if I could just piggyback on kind of what you said, you said that um, talking to the people and getting the people's opinion originally before you, you know, before you got disconnected, you were saying kind of something about focus groups and hearing what the community wants and needs and how they feel about those changes and taking them at a pace that once you talk to them and created these focus groups and talk to the young people and you know allow them to express what they need then making those changes i like that and i like that big okay because everybody like knows that? this is big money texas baby and we don't play it so i'm here for it girl that's great yes 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 yes, yes. And, and but think about it right it's funny how politics gets a bad stigma because if you are a true politician, it is your job to serve the people. You should be a servant leader. You should lead with the people in mind first. In the end, the people are the inhabitants of a city. So you need to understand what they need, what they want, how to be able to retain the people in the city. We don't want our people moving. We don't want our young people to get educated in Beaumont, um, in the school district and then also higher education to take all of that, that all of those valuable resources and contribute it to another economy. We want them to stay here. So Wait, in order let me ask you a question. So that's my question. You about to jump over my question. Cause okay. my question is how do you plan to keep local younger talented people in Beaumont when everybody wants to move away? So I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's a question that I had. What is your, how do you feel about, what is your plan or what is your platform towards maintaining the integrity of young people staying here who may be engineers, who may be lawyers, who may be doctors, who may have talent? What do you plan to do to engage them, to make them want to remain in this town? Mm -hmm. So we have here, to... I know that's not something that you can do alone. Don't, don't, don't miss. No, I, I don't do want it. you to I... feel any yeah. pressure. Like I'm not saying build something. I'm saying, what is your theoretical idea? Right. Yes. So you mentioned something really um, big and important in that you, I cannot do any of this alone. None of it. Everything has to be with partners and unity and building the right relationships and moving forward as a unified city. So let me just say that. Um, when we think about or when we see our youth moving away, we have to ask the question, why? Why do people move away? Why are, why are people attracted to different cities? People are attracted to different cities because they have more opportunity for jobs and employment and careers. They have a better quality life. There's entertain entertainment. Um, that's education. why that's for the mo education. Education, yes. So let's speak education. I mean, there's education here. But we have to be able to appeal to all of our people, right? And I think that there is some opportunity to be able to develop 
different, develop the market, right? So you can develop different programs of study. And I had this conversation yesterday. So for instance, we can, you know, talk to students and get and get an understanding of what they're interested in that we don't have, right? So the first thing that comes to mind is like dance, right? We don't have like a higher education kind of dance program or anything like that. But when we, but in order to make those changes, we need to understand that there's a market for it. You can't have a whole plethora of people or students within a certain program and once they get out, there's no market because people are gonna leave anyway. Do you understand what I'm saying? So those two things, um, it's supply and demand. You have the supply, but the supply has to meet the demand of the market. And I think that's where we need to connect the dots. Those jobs, those opportunities have to be available. And then if you and if you think about that, in order for them to be available, we need to be able to tr attract a diversified set of industries here that we don't necessarily have. You're right. You're right. And even and I'll even extend that a little bit more, even with the even in the petrochemical industry. And I was speaking to someone yesterday in the healthcare industry, specifically about dental hygienists. We there's so many students. We have to really have an understanding of the number of students we're putting into certain programs, because even though there's opportunities, can we provide all of those opportunities to the stu to students when they get those certifications, when they get those degrees? We need like again, it, it's it's about it's it's three things. So it's about understanding the understanding the interests of our younger people. It's about making sure that the existing programs of study and education meet the meet the demand right and then it's about okay so if we want to bring in new industry we need to also make sure that the new industry if we want to be able to inject new programs in new industries and prepare students that way we need to make sure that we have those businesses intact to give them opportunities otherwise we're losing people and that's like the foundation right because you cannot build a family if you cannot sustain a living right you cannot grow you cannot have a husband and then have children if you're not able to sustain a quality living so that's right. like the foundation but then you talk about quality of life people want to have a good time people think about why people want to have opportunity to um, explore different cultures and eat different foods and things like that. So we, you know, and you think through. That's my next question, girl. You all over my little list over I'm here. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got more questions. Yeah, well, 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 let her finish then. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Ask the question. I didn't ask the question yet, Tony. Okay. All right. So everybody got a mute in their mouth now. Okay, great. Now tell me, um, uh, uh, Bakita. Um, what is your number one, uh, uh, what's the first thing you're going to do to get your foot on the floor running? What is the first thing you're going to try to implement? Yeah, one so thing. I started to talk about this a little bit because I was saying that in when I announced my candidacy, the media asked me the same question. We can't wait. You know, if you're really about the work, you're not going to wait to get into a certain position to do the work. You're going to start to do the work now. So what all the things that I'm speaking about, what I'm planning to do is actually showing improving, right? Because people are going to elect you and vote for you because they know that you can handle the job. So why not take the opportunity of showing improving what impact you can make prior to even getting into position, right? And not for nothing, if I don't get into position where that is the objective, and I believe that's where I will end up, I'm going to do the work anyway, 
I just, mm -hmm. what I feel is a calling that in order to be as influential as possible, in order to lead and unify the city, the mayor's position is a really great opportunity to do so. So the work starts now. So right now I am congregating different groups of people around different interests of, of related to my platform. So for instance, we um, have a group and I'm not gonna give too much detail because we're still formulating the group, but basically it's a pilot around preventing youth from committing or turning to um, crime. Okay. And, 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 and the whole idea is that we wanna be able to direct our youth in a different path, really digging deep as to why they choose lives of crime or why they choose to go down a different road and get, and the first thing, uh, the first part of that is that we need to make sure that our kids are not idle, right? Because you know, being idle will yes. allow them to stray. And um, creating uh, a mentorship program, if you will, that ultimately results in an employment and really building the fundamentals of work ethic and being able to earn a dollar. So we're doing that. But I say all that to say, Tony, what I'm trying to express is that the work starts now. Yes. Right. Yes, so you can, so in you, when you look at traditional campaigns and we have to have this, right. The marketing, the promotion, people need to be familiar with the face and the name, and that is all good and all great. But you can't forget why you're here in the first place. Why you're here in the first place is to make impact. And so that is what, so my campaign will be a campaign that combines or balances marketing and promotion with the actual work and being in the trenches. Not afraid. Your first afraid. thing, your first, if I'm understanding correctly, just because, you know, I'm one of those, I'm a public relations person. Mm -hmm. I, do, I deal with campaigns and how people actually perceive things. What you're saying is the very first thing that you're going to do in the 30 days is build a coalition. You're not, and you're not technically waiting to the first 30 days. You're actually building the coalition now. You don't believe that the first thing that you should do when you hit the floor as mayor is to start building the coalition. You've already began building the coalition now to right. find out what the needs of the people are. Absolutely. Right. Sometimes you have to, to make, and try to make, make it concise. Yeah. So I want to help you draw the connect the dots for the people. Yes. Yeah. And the first thing, thing is that, that she wants to do, day one, as mayor, is build a coalition, a broad coalition, to understand what the needs are of the people. And she's actually not going to wait until day one. She's it's already being implemented now. And Did I get that right? And what's important about programming like this and taking pilots is that you can have a great idea, but you have to have an objective, you have to have a purpose, and you have to have a way of measuring it, right? Because we can mm -hmm. be spinning ourselves all day. How do you measure the success? First of all, what is the impact that we want to make? And how do we go about measuring it to understand whether or not it was su successful? So that after, by the time I become mayor in May, we'll already have adjusted and enhanced to build out an even bigger program. And I'm specifically talking about crime prevention, but there's other little committees that I'm working on that references the, the change and the, the innovation that I want to um, make on my platform. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, since we, since you mentioned that, because I, I got a list of questions over here, but um, when you say I'm, I'm focusing on crime for prevention and I'm building a coalition and there needs to be a way to measure the success, 
what kinds of checks and balances do you propose in the future for people that are also elected along with you, yourself included? Um, how do you feel about being held accountable and putting some checks and balances in place to make sure that people are accountable for what they have said that they're going to do and making sure that those measures of success are being, you know, distributed to the community because we want to know where to yes. Yes. Of having people that run for office and say they're going to do and then there's no way to measure how much of that was actually accomplished. And there's no checks and balances in place to say, hey, you did so-and-so, but you didn't do so-and-so. We feel like this and we feel like that. And now we want to get rid of you or we want to keep you on based on what you have done. What do you feel? How do you feel about that accountability? Accountability is very important. I think as a leader, you have to make yourself accountable. You don't have to wait until people make you accountable. So, LaDonna, you mentioned communication, which is key, right? So how I see this is, is that you, because what I've noticed is that there's plenty of darts thrown current to current council and current leadership, right? They don't do this. They don't do that. But the thing, what's missing is this. This is year 2000, I'm just giving an example. This is year 2021. As a council, these are the objectives and the goals that we wanna meet. Quarter one, two, three, and four, and communicate those. And at the end of each quarter, we can go over with the community and make it very public. This is what we accomplished. This is why we did, these are the things that we weren't able to accomplish. And this is why. You need to make it completely transparent so that the community and the people that you serve understand the it, understand the details of the leadership because everything is not going to be a success. We know that, right? In our everyday life, everything that we attempt is not going to be a success. But if I'm able to show you the extent of my effort, our effort, and why it went astray, then the community is going to be at a more community is going to be more understanding. But the transparency has to be there. Okay, Francis. Yeah, I definitely have a question. I heard um, a few comments back. You were talking about unity. As we know, it has been, you know, Beaumont with the Black Lives Matter movement and all the craziness that have gone on, just watching the city council meetings with, you know, people from the community just coming in and giving ideas. I saw that our community was actually more divided than I, I ever thunk in a million years. So how and what programs or things are you going to implement to kind of, because um, really, I think we've forgotten about that. I But I do, I'm a mother, I'm raising a child here, and I do hope to be here, you know, for a very long time. So I do want this to be a very pleasant place for my child to grow up knowing yes. that, you know, that she will be, you know, comfortable yeah. in, in her skin. Exactly. So what are you going to do to kind of like, you know, not smooth over and try to pass by it to actually try to heal um, our community. Because I think it kind of starts there first. We can add all these plans and programs, but you're kind of just putting it on an unsteady foundation. So I want to hear that part. I want to hear what your goals are for that. So Beaumont is a melting pot, right, Thanks. of all sure. different ethnicities so you have and races so you have black white you have hispanic community which is predominantly mexican but then you also have you also have other latinos right 
um, you have Mex you have um, Colombians, you have Puerto Ricans, you have all that. Then you have Vietnamese, then you have Filipinos, then you have Middle Eastern. It is a melting pot. But what I've seen coming in is that everyone operates in their own silos. What needs to happen? And it's not necessarily a program. It's a it's the the reason why people tend to operate in their own silos or tend to be um, segregated is because they are fearful of the unknown. And so we want to, we need to make these no, unknowns known, right? Once you get an understanding of who a person is, why, and I'm not only talking about ethnicity either, right? Political mm -hmm. parties, stances, perspective. Once you get an understanding and a conversation happens, right? And we have to leave with respect. Let me hear your perspective. Let me hear your understanding. And the respect is agreeing to disagree if I happen to disagree with you. But I don't think that we even give the opportunity to have that conversation or to explore that difference. You understand what I'm saying? So I think there's a lot of ex there's a lot of exposure that needs to happen to be able to uh -huh. reveal the gem of the city, which is the fact that it is a melting pot, getting people to understand who their co-resident is and being able to appreciate that. I think you can do that through candid, having difficult but candid conversations. You can do that through, you know, cultural cultural exploration, right? Um, mm -hmm. Highlighting certain cultures of the city and getting people to understand the music and the food and all of that. But it's a, it's a, um, how do I say it? It's, it's a detriment. Such a city cannot flourish if it's not unified. And right. we, and the thing is, is that what, we actually are fearful of is the act what we're fearful of is the actual value and asset to our city the fact that we're all different and diverse brings so much more to the table than if we were just sterile and the same the fact that i and and this will come up so i'm just putting it out there i'm in you know i'm born and raised on staten island new york and then you um francis you were born and raised where Jasper, Texas, the Jasper, big, I, big town. Okay, oh, but the Lord. thing is, is that guess what? My experiences <laughs> and your you you bring something very different to the table, and I bring something different. Together, we can work because we've had different experiences. Do you understand? The difference in the diversity is truly the strength of the city, and that's what needs to happen. With Frank um, uh, Bigala, uh, as uh, Tony, do you I'm think? I'm gonna have you call me just big. How about yeah. that? Abigata. <laughs> Just call me big, Tony. Big Bigata. But look here. Let me ask you this. Um, do you? How do you think you you can manage and work with the previous or the present or the current um, councilmen uh, and councilwomen, woman mm -hmm. that's already on council? How? Because everyone there has their own agenda, um, and uh, how can you how can you work with them? You think you can work with them? Mm -hmm. If I couldn't, I wouldn't be stepping up. But I don't necessarily know. I think there's a lot. There's a lot that is believed. My thing is this: when I come into a situation, I'll take the wisdom and and to with a grain of salt. But I need to know. And I need to have no and have an understanding for myself. So I have no problem getting to know people and giving them a clean slate, right? You have to give people a clean slate. And we can't 
decide on everyone that we need to work with. So I need to sit with you and understand your perspective. What is it that you want to do? I don't, I can't go in saying everybody has their own agenda. I have to go in with a clear mind saying, what is it that you've done? Appreciate because at the end of the day, we cannot deny, and I will never discount anyone's leadership. And with this specific council, you cannot deny the amount of years um, that each person has committed. I mean, especially those who have been on the council for a long time, that in and of itself deserves a hats off moment. So my thing is this, I, because I've worked with so many different people, different sis all around the board, I can come to you with respect and I know that I can build a relationship that in the end may be in disagreement, but in the end is respectful and humans will not deny respect. Great answer. Great answer. Now, what's, what is your, your platform? What is that? Is, if, is infrastructure, infrastructure is on your platform because Beaumont is, is in an infrastructure mess. So let's define what platform is, right? I okay. think that platform in my mind, in my definition is what the core things that I know that I can bring in terms of my expertise to the table. There is, so you cannot lead a city without um, thinking about the infrastructure and the fact that the roads and the sewage and all this, because you can't build on a broken foundation, right? If you look at my website, infrastructure is mentioned, not necessarily one of the high points, because when I talk about my platform, like I said, it's based on my professional experience. But yes, infrastructure, absolutely. I talk, you cannot build. So you cannot build on broken foundation. The foundation has to be right. But the thing is, is that the foundation is not going to change overnight. So we have to look and really, I think one of the biggest things about the infrastructure right now is the fact that we need to look at where the money is allocated and, and really question whether equality is necessary or equity is, is a better term or a better approach, right? Because you can split it down. You can split the, the budget across you know every different area equally is that what we really need to do or do we need to take a keen eye to say what what is needed perhaps more um, investment is needed in certain areas than others I think that is the eye that I would I would approach the situation on but to answer your question infrastructure will always has to be part of a platform Thank you so much, uh, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> she ain't making fun, okay? She ain't making fun. I'm going to try to say it one more time. Bigita. 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 All right. I got it. Bigita. Now, uh, Francis. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've got a ton of questions. I'm so sorry. Okay. So if I, you know, this is time for, you know, shameless self-promotion here. You are a candidate running for mayor of uh, Beaumont. And um, if I, why, why should we vote for you? Just plain and simple. Why, why should we vote for you? I think that I, so let me talk about Beaumont first. So in people say, oh, you know, people have said she's not, she hasn't been here for a long time. So let me just say that I have been affiliated with Beaumont since 2003. So I'm very familiar with the city. I have lived here, you know, laid my head here a total of almost five years at different times. 
So I have a love for the city um, because the city embraced me and, and, and my family in a very, very warm way. It was a breath of fresh air to leave the hustle of New York City to come to a place where I could provide a quality of life for my children and myself. At the time when I first came, I wasn't married yet. So I have a love for Beaumont. And, you know, God does things. He does, does things very um, miraculously, right? So there's a reason why I have the experience that I have because I believe that he wanted me to gain. So when I talk about experience, economic development experience, working with small businesses around the country and helping them and positioning them for growth so that they could hire more people so that they could increase their revenue. There's a reason why, so that I could bring that to Beaumont, Texas. Uh, workforce development, being able to train individuals and develop them in the areas that they need to be job ready to ultimately build careers. Why? Because this city needs a strong leader in that regard. So um, I say all that to say, those are some really valuable, and, and what's key is that I've had success. So I've right. had failures and I have had success. So I right. come with the best practices, right? And I've done it in bigger cities. I've done it in smaller cities. I've done it in unknown cities. So I have, there's a level of credibility that I come in to the position because I've been successful. And like I said, I've learned from my mistakes as well. Right. Um, you, unity, right? Like I, so I, myself, I am a melting pot, right? I cut my parents are immigrants. My father is from Puerto Rico. My mother is from Aruba. They immigrated here for a better life. Um, and then when I come, so then I myself am a poster child of something that's different and diverse and I can speak to it. Love because it. Oftentimes people will say, oh, well, you know, you look Creole or you are African-American or you look half white and half black or you are Latina. It depends on where I am. But the right. point is that I'm that poster board for diversity, right? I understand how people are afraid of the differences. And right. it's very, very important that, like I said, unity, right? We need to get it. A city cannot flourish without the unity of the city, the people being unified and the entities being unified. How could we possibly think that the city can get to another level if BISD, the higher education, Workforce Solutions, the city, the 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 um, our church congregations. If we're not unified and we're not all at the same table, pushing our city forward. Right. So why? Right vote? I mean, why vote for me? Because I'm. I have well, the question should be why not? After an yeah, answer like that. Go. After there we go. There we go. Why not? Why not? I love it. Thank and you I, again. And, you know, not for nothing. I think it's appropriate. I'm going to pitch the fact that women, right? Right. We are nurturers. We are nurturers, right? So we're going to go, we're going to approach from the heart first. However, we're also known to be Proverbs 31 woman. We can do many things. Okay. Right. We can take care of our families. We're nurturers. We take care of other people beyond our own children. We're business women. We can make shrewd decisions. We can understand and respect people. And I'm not saying anything against men. What I'm saying is that this is a time to be really be able to embrace the holistic woman. Right. And I think that the most important thing that you just said is and oftentimes in every community, in every family, in every facet of business and life, 
there's a woman somewhere holding it together and she is never gonna let you down. Right. She will never yes. fail you. Yes. She will never fail you. No, because ever. because it's gonna be a woman somewhere, yeah. even when one woman fail you, another woman gonna pick yes. you up and straighten it out. So is that yes. a testimony? Is that a yes. testimony, LaDonna? I'm just yes. saying, I'm just saying we will never let you down. Never. Okay. It's not in our DNA. Right, Tony? It's not not DNA, <laughs> yeah. right, Tony? Yes, yes, it is. You know, guys. I think you've given our listeners a lot to um, to really think about, and I think that um, you're an you're a great candidate. And I, I love the fact that you do absolutely. I, I love the fact that you do come into our area and shake things up a little bit. I'm a thinker, usually outside of the box. And I just like the fact that you're coming in and could possibly shake things up and give thing give a different, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, sway to what we normally see here in Southeast Texas. So I'm here for it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But Absolutely. also, you know, what I want to emphasize is that it's a great city to begin with. I'm just building what's already here. It is a great city. Let me say this. I want to ask you one question, and I know you know. I was I kind of held back a little bit, but let me ask you this. If somebody wants to give to your campaign, if they want to do any contributions, if they want to support you, you didn't give us any of that information. And we Look know at you. Look that at it you, takes Madonna. money to run a campaign. And you got to think, cool. I'm always on my Olivia Pope public relations, baby. What <laughs> do you mean? <laughs> it does. You know, it was hard for me to accept that because this is the first. I've worked for New York City local government before, you know, in high positions, but I've never, I've never uh, ran a campaign before, and it's hard, not necessarily to fundraise, but to fundraise for yourself, and to fund, and so I had to really get right with this, right, because all the stuff that you need is for the people to get to know you, for the most part. You, you need the opportunity for the people to get to know you. Um, what's great to me, and how I became a lot more comfortable with it, is that as I as I collect my money and fundraise, I am pouring back in to small businesses in the city who need the help. We need the graphics. We need the printing. We need all of that. Right. They need the help, especially in the pandemic that we're in. They suffered right. a great loss and had a loss of sales. So that makes me feel so much better. But yes, I need, yes, you need money to, you need money. You need a lot of money. Um, I just posted a Facebook post about my, um, fundraising and all the information. But let me just say this on my website at www.bigita, B-I-G-U-I-T-A for the number four mayor.com. You can go on my website. You can see the tab that says donate and you can easily donate via PayPal, Venmo um, and cash app. So we have it very easy. And also if you, if you know, if you don't remember the website, you can go on my Facebook um, actual campaign page, and you can see all the information there as well. Then, what is your cash tag for Cash App? Straight oh, up. Let me see. Oh Lord, your test. Your oh, you know me. Well, we'll yes, we'll post. Just, wait, hold on, hold on. I got you because I'm. I got you. I got you. Madonna. People, we're here with a Bigata, Bigita Hernandez Smith. Bigita Hernandez Smith. You know, uh, she's running for. Uh, she's a candidate for mayor of uh, Beaumont, Texas, in the May 2001 election. So we invited Bigita 
on the show so we can get to know and for you to get to know who's Pikita. So if you miss some of the show, go back and get it and look at and get to know Pikita. She's gonna be our next uh man in 2020. Oh, so we're claiming it? We're claiming it totally. And uh, no, I and I I would do that with all my guests, all my candidates, you know. I, I just want to make everybody feel good about themselves and we're gonna be staying positive on knowledge and power. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we you know, I, I appreciate you coming and thank you for the invite. Um, but uh, I think you have a question you want to uh, answer that you want to give. Um uh, LaDonna, if not, LaDonna, have... so LaDonna, the cash app is dollar sign B-I-G-U-I-T-A for mayor, the number four mayor. So B-I-G-U-I-T-A for mayor. Okay, great. Now, we're going to go to the comment box, and that's pool one or two, and the guitar, you can answer that questions. Um, and so I'm going to go here, and I'm going to pull out this gangster right here. It's Terry Roy. <laughs> hey, Terry. <laughs> Terry is asking, and I'm sure we all can read it on the screen. Is does uh, do you think that Beaumont should ask the big corporations, such as Mobile, Exxon Oil, and others, to contribute more to the city, since they are giving the biggest tax breaks? Are they getting the biggest tax breaks? Uh, and the next question is for things such as trade schools and et cetera. Yes. So I believe that I'm not going to speak to one specific. So let's just call, let's just talk about the petrochemical organizations. Um, I think that, I don't know necessarily that they should give more. I think that we need to do better at overseeing what they promise to give. And so, yes, they get uh, big tax breaks, but there's agreements out there where they have, um, they have pledged to do, to, to bring a certain number of jobs. And I think that there needs to be a tighter oversight on that to be able to make sure that they deliver on what they need to deliver. What I've also, so currently I'm working with state rep Joe Descatel on this to, to change the law a little bit about this. So one is to have the oversight so that the city actually oversees as well. Two is that there's a lot of organizations or there's a lot of instances where organizations will say, well, I'm doing a new project, but I don't really have that many jobs to devote to the project, right? So the other piece is, well, if you don't have the jobs, what are the subcontractors doing? What, because they normally have a lot of the jobs, ensuring that the subcontractors are giving the jobs to the local people. And then three, if there's not a job contribution and we don't think that it's significant enough, then there should be an actual training um, offer. So for instance, you know, I'm XYZ, petrochemical refinery and I'm not able to give the jobs that I think that we should give coming into the city, but I'm going to create a registered apprenticeship and I'm going to put a certain number of residents in this training so that they are able to get educated and be positioned for other jobs that we may not be able to offer. That's just as valuable. Awesome. Awesome answer there. How you like that, Terry? Uh, again, Bigita Hernandez Smith, candidate for mayor of Beaumont, Texas, uh, in the May 2021 election. People were getting to know we should, we're going to invite her back. I'm going to ask my co host before we sign off is there any other uh, um, questions you would like to ask, uh, Bigita? Um, well, we're nearing our close, but of course, we always have questions, Tony. You're talking about me and Francis. Do you know how many questions me and Francis have compiled for today? Don't start there. We'll have her another day, but 
Yes, we definitely have questions. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're having a time. You know, I like to keep the podcast about 30, 35 minutes of, of, of time. And we've kind of gone over. But again, it was a good time to go over because we want to get to know the guitar. Um, so you didn't think I could pronounce your name, did you? <laughs> you that time. You it was say? fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. But Begita is running for mayor of Beaumont, Texas. Now, I've got a question. You asked four candidates are running for mayor, correct? Who's the four? Uh-oh, three. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Is this three? Just three? At this time? Mm -hmm. At this time, it's three. So, uh, again, um, it's going to be competition, and uh, I know you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And I, it's competition, but I think like, I, again, I'm going to go to respect. Um, I am happy to meet. I'm happy to talk to any of my competitors because at the end of the day, we have one thing in common and that's the betterment of our city that we live in. So there's no type of shadiness or any type of ill will towards anybody, you know, we're all trying to step up and we all have the same thing in common. So I'm going to be respectful and we'll talk. We can brainstorm. I mean, obviously we have to run our own campaign, but I don't have anything against anybody. And like I said, I, I take my hat, hat off to anyone who wants to step up and lead a city because they feel that they have the know-how to do so. All right. Okay, great. Thank you, Begita. And so can I just say one more thing? Yeah, sure. So Tony, Francis, LaDonna, I just want to tell you that it's people like you that me and my family encountered, that we love so much. The warmth that you give, the family love that you give is why we are here and why we will stay here in Beaumont, Texas. You guys are amazing and very Thank supportive. You. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, guys. And gang and everyone that's watching, hey, we're uh, listening. We'll see you on Sunday, seven o'clock. Well, Sunday o'clock, uh, 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 Sunday night edition of Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. And again, I'd like to thank Pigita Hernandez so Smith, for yes, for a candidate uh, for mayor of Beaumont, Texas. With that being said, guys, good night. Have a good evening, and we'll see you again the next. Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages. Mm. Baby, when did you do that little intro? I was hoping.